And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, we want to welcome everyone to the newest edition of the Weighing In Podcast. We had a UFC fight night from Long Island, New York. Everyone wants to fight in Long Island, New York. Great matchups overall. A little bit disappointing on the main event, not because it wasn't shaping up to be a great fight. It's just we had an injury, and that's what happens in this sport. We're going to talk about that and everything else that is going on in the world of combat sports. Big-time Ryan Garcia fight going on right now that... We can't watch because we're talking to you, but we're going to talk about it later. What's up, Josh? What's going on, man? You guys got to be uh, bear with me a little bit. I've got like chlorine or something in my eyes. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, crying. I'm like, crying my eyes are time. watering. I'm like blinking a lot to try and getting, get some getting all my, blubbery. Look, my my vision's bad enough as it is. <laughs> but then we did some reads the second ago and I'm like trying uh, to like focus and I couldn't see it. Like, it, was it was all horrible. together. It was horrible. So I'm going to have to give one of those sponsors a free read just because. <laughs> oh, man. But overall, I don't know how I feel about these fights in the early morning. It was 8 a.m. here when that shit started. Yeah, it's kind of early for you. For you, it's real early. For me, it was like 11 o'clock. But it's like, I kind of like them. And then yeah. I kind of don't because I don't get any shit done. Bro, because my. normally when I be working, I'm watching fights now. Where normally at nighttime. I'm tired of working. I'm done. I'm going to yeah. watch the fights. That's a relaxation. But yeah, I had mixed emotions about it. I was like, okay, it was done by three o'clock. I'm like, all right, cool. The rest of my day. So I went swimming for a little bit and, you know, hung out outside and just enjoyed some time with family and friends and stuff. And then now I'm inside at six o'clock and we're filming. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, it's a little <laughs> weird. It was just kind of threw me off. It, I just know that when I woke up this morning, I was thinking to myself, damn. The fights were like in like a couple hours. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go, I had to go to the gym, get a workout in, do everything beforehand. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got. I wouldn't have done nothing today. <laughs> just laid around. I just laid around on the damn couch, watch fights all morning. Um, uh. I did notice though, John, that if you look throughout the crowd, it, it made a difference in the crowd. Like yeah, even when the main event was going, there was still no one there. A lot of seats were open. Yeah, and I was like, that's yeah, not that's not good when you're in Long Island, New York, that area there. It should be it should be almost a sold it should be a sold out crowd or so close to a sold out crowd. Well, they claimed it was sold out, but there was a whole lot of seats that were empty. Yeah. But I think a lot of those seats that we were, that we were seeing that were empty were also ones that the UFC is giving to people. They just decided not to show up. So, shame on them. Yeah, how fucked up is that? UFC gives know. you guys tickets and you guys don't come. Interesting. Yep. Anyways, but look, um there were some good fights on the card. There was there some, some amazing uh, fights. On some, the card. Yeah, some eye-opening fights that I think the reality is needs to come for, for some fighters and saying like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's not what I want to do anymore. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. But the other thing is, well, there was a lot of a lot of positive stuff to take away from these fights. A lot of positive stuff um, from some of these young, talented fighters. The I mean, positivity like Jordan, is flowing. Go ahead. Like Jordan him. is a savage. Oh, dude. Savage. That and fight mean. between him and Burgos was yep. fun. I and, thought it was a great fight. And you got to see a different side of Shane Burgos because normally he's a guy trying to stand up all the time and throw, and he was doing all kinds of stuff, getting the back, uh, looking for submissions. Jordan in that third round. Ho, 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 ho. He was all yeah. over him going after him. And yeah, and you gotta give it for Burgos, man. Dude, 
clanking balls because he was getting lit up and he just he couldn't move really. You could tell his legs were affected by that body triangle that he had on for so long. Mm-hmm. Just they got filled with lactic acid and they're not moving. And so he's standing there as a punching bag, but still trying to slip his head. Took a lot of big shots, but you know, stayed tough in the fight and ended up getting the uh, decision. It was a great fight overall. It was a good fight. It was a good fight. But I don't know where, I don't know if John decided to start right in the middle of the card. So let's. <laughs> You're the one that brought up. I brought up, up how fight. great of a fight Jordan and Burroughs, Burroughs was. And John just started ripping on go. him. I'm like, I'm I was like, excited. hey, buddy, you were excited. They can I tell. Your panties are all wet and stuff now. Yeah, well, all right. All right. <laughs> let's start at the top. Panties. Let's go right to the top. It's very no, unfortunate that was my what happened. Fight. <laughs> oh, man. It was shaping up to be a good fight, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, First round was really entertaining. And what, what I took away from that is that Yair is fast. This show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag brings you some of the best betting odds across the world. And I'm being honest right now with you. Big John and I have been using them for years now. It's one of the best sites that you can use. Also, when you use our promo code WayneIn and use that little QR code right there, they're going to give you a little extra spending cash with your first initial deposit. And on top of that, with most online gambling sites. What you run into the problem is you have to bet your money over, over, and over again to actually be able to pull your winnings out. Now, my bookie only suggests that you use your winnings one time. After you bet those winnings one time, you can go ahead and pull all of your winnings out from then on. That is a bonus for any of the online gambling sites. At mybookie.ag, use our promo code WayneIn with that QR code right there that Podcast Dave's going to put up, and they will give you a little extra spending cash for your first note of deposit. Thank you so much for supporting mybookie.ag and this podcast. Oh, there's always he, been that way. he was fast. He was touching him. He was he was making he was landing some clean. But hard we shots. knew he was going to be faster than Brian. We did, but I didn't we expect him to be that. that. I know, but I didn't expect him to be that. Fa- it was significant. It was a significant difference in speed. Yeah, job. but I, I knew he was going to be faster than Brian. The question was. Was Brian going to be able to slow him down, get into the clinch, which he was doing? And eventually work his way to being on the ground, which he did, and his shoulder popped out. I've seen it happen too many times. It's part of the sport. It's an injury. I I, I know there are some people out there saying, no, that was a submission. No, it wasn't. But, okay, whatever you want to say. But it was (laughs) like, it was, uh, you know, it's, it's a clear win for Yair. He deserves the win. He was, you know kind of part of the reason for the injury you know brian yeah. pulling his arm out that's what it was so he deserves the win let me ask you this i mean he's yeah. probably gonna have to have surgery he probably has like some sort of slap tear in his labrum something like probably. that in his shoulder so he's gonna probably have surgery it'll probably take about four to five months for him to come back from that yep so that's one um does and someone threw out the in i think at the the, the presser at the end they were saying, hey, you know what? Is this one of those scenarios where you have Emmett and Yair fight for the vacant title? Or like not a vacant, sorry, uh, vacant. interim title. Okay. An interim Why title. An interim? Because, Why? Because Why Volkanovski's getting his hand worked on, and they're saying when he does come back that his next fight will probably be at 55. Well, well who's to know if Volkanovski, first off, Volkanovski's not moving to 155. He's talking about fighting there and then moving back and forth between mm. featherweight and 155. Oh, yes. I didn't get that perception. He's not relinquishing his title at all. No, no, I get he what wants you're saying. Both. I get what you're saying. Oh, okay. But he, if he wins the 55, he's not going back down to 45. Yes, he is. I don't. I don't he think wants that's an both. option. 
The, the vibe that I got on. from Dana, the I'm vibe not, I got from I'm Dana. Not, I'm not saying it's an option. I'm saying what he wants. No, what he wants, yeah, but I'm not. It's, I don't think it's an option. It's like if he wins the title at 55, I think it's gonna be, he's gonna be stuck fighting there. I think that's gonna be where he's gonna end up being. Well, and if a, he loses, well, if he loses the title, if he wins the title and then loses the next match, then he can go back down probably to 50, 45. But I don't, I don't see him. I don't see Dana allowing him to lock up too. And the vibe that I got from him was, you know what? He's kind of done everything at forty five. And listening to Dana, he's like, I don't mind the idea of Yair and Josh Emmett for the interim title. Let Volk go and do what he wants to do after his hand surgery. And if he wants to come back down to forty five and and you know and fight those guys, great. And if he doesn't, then you know I like it. Whatever. It's I kind of got that vibe of. Let him go to 55. Let him challenge himself. You know, he's done everything he's needed to do at 45. Well, I mean, the only think... guy Go ahead. The only guy left really, John, to me is I don't I don't look at and no disrespect. And I got a lot of respect for Josh Emmett. He's not a threat. He's not a threat to to Volk. I don't look at him as being a threat. He's got punching power. Of yeah. course that's always a threat. We get that. But wrestling pedigree, I'm going to go with I'm going to go Josh Emmett is the better wrestler. Yes. But I think in MMA, the timing of Volkanovsky's takedowns, the way that he shoots his takedowns, the, how he does it off of the combinations, they work for him. I mean, I think that he in MMA is probably the better wrestler. And in terms of striking, sure, wow. maybe he's got to avoid the shots, but if he crushes the space, fights him in a phone booth, and grinds on him and does all those things, I mean, he doesn't have to fight him in a space either. He's just got to be very cautious on the outside. But I think that Volkanovsky is going to be the faster fighter. He's going to be probably the better no wrestler, the more of the grinder. He's got all those tools and those weapons. And I'm not going to count Josh Emmett out, but I mean, like, in that same breath, I'm kind of counting Josh Emmett out when it comes to that fight. Now, Yair, to me, poses a big threat. Just stylistically, Volkanovski being shorter, the push kicks up the middle to the face, the, the, the flying knees, the spinning kicks, all of those things, up elbows, those things all play favor to Volkanovski to Yair because of his height and the reach and the speed in which he has. Now, Volkanovski and him might be the similar speed, but in terms of tightness on the feet, Yair is the better striker, and he's going to mix it up a lot more. He's going to keep he's going to keep uh, Volkanovski guessing. It won't be like, like Yair. It won't be like uh, Max Holloway. It won't be like Brian Ortega. It'll be somebody who is mixing it up so much, he's going to keep Volkanovski guessing. Whereas Max was jab, jab, right hand, throw a kick maybe here and there, but a lot of boxing. Brian Ortega was a lot of boxing as well. Take big shots, a lot of boxing, a little bit, little bit of wrestling, a little bit of jiu-jitsu. There's threats there, but on the feet, Yair is a, just an animal, an animal. And I think, I, don't, we proved, I think he proved tonight, just in that one little transition for armbar, he's not bad off of his back anymore. He's not the he's not the Yair that we saw fight Frankie Edgar. He's a different Yair Rodriguez now. I agree. When it comes to his grappling. So I, I don't know. I, I think I'm not saying he would sub. Not, there's no way I'm saying he would sub Volkanovsky. I'm just simply saying stylistically, I think that Yair is a is a more dangerous threat against Volk. And I'm not I'm not counting out Volk. I've done I've done that too many times. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> ah, well. Okay. We, we, we were text messaging and you said mm -hmm. this whole line to me. And I said, good. Okay, dinner. I'll take Volk. Yeah, <laughs> you went. Not yet. And, I said. Uh, well, I said but, if he goes to fifty-five first, then and then after if he loses and comes back down, I'll t I'll take I'll take Gaia Rodriguez for dinner because the, the the confidence won't be the same. He won't be the same fighter going up to fifty-five 
and then losing and coming back. They, no matter what anyone says, he will not be the same fighter. Let's. I'm going to ask you a simple question. Who was the last fighter that Volkanovski fought that was shorter than him? Ooh. I don't know if they even make him that short. <laughs> All right, there you go. The only guy I could think of, maybe Chad Money Mendez. It might have yeah. been Chad Mendez is, is the last one. And, I mean, look, he, everybody he fights is taller, longer, all those things. Yeah. And it does not matter. That guy is fighting right now at a level that nobody else in that division, in my opinion, right now is going to touch. He is just... Possibly nobody else in the UFC. Yeah. I mean... Possibly. You know, well, it's, you know, take a look. You know, we were talking, and I, I, you, know, <laughs> you gave me a message that a, a particular manager was not happy with me. That oh, I was, I was sure. saying that his guy wasn't the pound for pound now anymore. I, I thought it was Volkanovski taking nothing away from his guy, who was fantastic. But now the writers have done the same thing. <laughs> so Volkanovski is considered yep. the pound for. Look, he deserves it. His performances, the way he's been fighting, who he's been fighting, and the way he's been handling those fights either with the finishes or just domination of the actual you know fight completely you got to give it to him i understand if you know if he's going to be out for a while with the broken thumb the interim title crap doesn't mean anything yeah. to me but if that's what they want to do that's their business go ahead uh i don't see i could see him coming back from the thumb injury and you've got charles you know Oliveira going to be fighting your boy islam october 22nd yep. i could see him getting a shot against the winner and you know Yo, it, especially he, if it was charles if it yeah. was charles i could really see him getting that fight i don't know if islam right now that's the right matchup and to bring him up if islam just won the title it's something to think about but I just look and I go. Don't want that. He don't want that Islam smoke. Oh, now see, dude, there you go again. don't want that Islam Bullshit. smoke. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Bro, come right on. Right now, no. See, you're 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 looking through, you're looking at things through rose colored glasses because you know one guy. Oh, All right. No, 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 no. Let's just, just like Bobby Green was getting out of the first I'm round, right? <laughs> <laughs> John texted me. No, Bobby Green gets. It. I said I Bobby said Green will get out of the first round. I did. I thought he'd get out of the first round. I didn't think he would win, but. Wrong. Yeah, look, <laughs> John. It's, you know, this, things can happen in fights, but true. I, you know, right now, whatever, whatever they're gonna do with him, I could see Yair fighting Emmett. I, I really, I don't want to ever put you know Josh Emmett down in any ways. He's a great fighter. Yeah, and I don't want you know someone to be saying that we are you know saying anything less of him. He's fantastic, but it's like you're saying. I would give the wrestling to Josh Emmett, but speed definitely goes to Volkanovski. Yeah. I think the power, yes, Emmett's got a good right hand. Volkanovski's got two good hands. And that's kind of an, an equalizer as far as, you know, the whole thing. And then the, the big difference that I see is Josh Emmett is more of a, a partitioned fighter, meaning that for the most part, he boxes. And he'll use his wrestling sometimes, and he'll separate those two things and go. Volkanovski's the complete MMA fighter who transitions his kicks, hides his hands behind him at times, uses his wrestling, 
The only thing he really doesn't go after is a lot of submissions. Yeah. You know, he uses ground and pound if he gets to the ground more often, but I just see him as the more complete mixed martial arts fighter at this time. But like, you know, look, that's why you fight the fight. Josh Emmett can knock anybody out. Josh Emmett can beat anybody. But after watching the Calvin Cater fight and looking and knowing everything, it's just a hard matchup. It's yeah. a hard matchup. I, I look at the, if there is an interim title, it'll probably be Yair and Josh. And that, that uh, that's for good. the interim, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then and then our buddy Brent, the one that was like ripping on me, I guess he would be right too. Josh would be next for the title shot. Then to be Josh and Yair for the interim well, title. Both would be next. <laughs> so, um, look, I, I just that's a style. That's a bad matchup though as well. I think for Josh Emmett. Yeah, with the speed of the hands, that the combinations, the way he mixes it up, and the the ability he showed tonight in terms of his transition on the ground, real quick. And I know it wasn't much. Like I said, it wasn't. I couldn't take away. You can't take away too much from that. No, but there was enough because Brian Ortega, like he is someone that he sees all of these things coming. Yeah, he's a top level jiu-jitsu practitioner when it comes to the MMA style of jiu-jitsu, no gi, gi, whatever it is. But his jiu-jitsu is one of the best in the game. And let's be honest, that I wouldn't say the armbar was close, but the fact that he even got his legs up over the head and had started pinching on the that shoulder like that the way yeah. he did, I was like, okay, okay, I get it. Like you're trying for submissions on a good jiu-jitsu guy. Yep. That, that let that let me know you got clo- you wasn't you close in terms of a threat. The confidence was there to yeah. go ahead and do that. Now, what I do you agree. think he's going to do to other fighters? I mean, like I look at him, there was never any doubt. There's never been any doubt about how talented this guy is. No, he's had some mental issues like throughout. Uh, I shouldn't call them mental issues. He just had some really weird situations go on throughout his career with the UFC, and um, but he's a talented. He's a very talented fighter. Yeah. I want to see him like I would like to have seen him versus Volk because I think honestly he would give Volk a really hard time just the way he's his striking is. I just don't see it. Okay. I know. I'm just. I guess. Looking. I guess we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna see that fight though. We're eventually. I think we're gonna eventually, eventually see we that will. Fight. And I hope so. Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> this guy always trying to hustle me. Oh yeah, I gotta get. Me. I gotta get free dinner somehow, man. Come on. Yeah. Uh, next one. Oh, Michelle Watterson Gomez against Amanda. Look at Amanda Lemos looked really good. Guys, it's time to bring that summer heat into the bedroom. Look, John and I talk about all the time. Confidence is key when fighting. Well, guess what? Confidence can take you many places far in life. And that being said, it can also help you in the bedroom, especially when it comes to time to step up to the plate. John and I like to step up to the plate when we do this podcast. We also like to step up to the plate in the bedroom. And Blue Chew can help you with that. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but is is a chewable tablet and a fraction of the cost. You can get it for just a fraction of the cost. You guys, let me just repeat that one more time. A fraction of the cost. That means it's less and significantly less. That's where I like because that's how I am. That's how big John is with his money as well. That's why we do this. Look, you can take them anytime, day or night. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, let me just tell you, 
your package has arrived. And that's for me is one thing that I love. When I know that my package can get, you know, get there, I like that. So look, let's just be honest here. So if you need, if you could benefit from this, like a lot of people can, okay, from from this extra confidence, when it's time to perform, use bluechew.com can help you. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code weighing in at, at checkout. Just $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code weighing in to receive your first month free. Big John and I like things that are free. I'm sure everyone else does. First month free when you go to bluechew.com, use our promo code weighing in. Visit bluechew.com for more, te- more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, Michelle had her. Did she you know, look she, good? Did she look yeah, good? Yeah, dude. She she look. She grabbed that. She jumped on that guillotine. You got to give it. That, that was not. You know, it wasn't something that just fell into place. She jumped it. She grabbed it the right way. She put on the pressure. She created that submission. Yeah, but there wasn't a lot of action. Before that submission, there was a little bit, a couple combinations, a couple landed shots. But I think, I think the big problem that I was seeing with Amanda is Amanda was loading up mm-hmm. and trying to land big shots, and you saw her swinging some really heavy, heavy leather and hitting nothing but air at times, which took her off balance. And Michelle is a very difficult fighter to read because of the range that she keeps. She's got a lot of fast kicks, not a lot of power on them, but they touch. And she's very good at bringing. You know, she's got a beautiful axe kick. She's super flexible, and she can bring a kick from any any angle. So I can understand why Lemos was kind of like hesitant in trying to figure out that range. Yeah, that's a that's a normal thing. I think she would have been done better in that first round, as far as if she would have just been trying to touch Michelle. Don't try to knock her head off. Just touch, and just keep on touching because you're going to find it's easier to touch someone than it is to hit them hard. And so if you if you can touch them, then you can turn it on and add the power as you're going. But you know that's again, you know how many fights does she have? It's not like she's been in this game for that long. And when you get into that level and you start fighting people, you want to be impressive. You want all those things to happen. And uh, you know, she, she obviously has got power. You could see people react. Yeah, you know, she's got a total of 15 fights. That's just when you're starting to learn how to be a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, I thought she had some good moments, like, you know, but there wasn't a lot of action in that fight up until, you know, the submission. Uh, I thought Michelle Watterson, what is with the last name? How did she just add? She all of a sudden added the she last name? She's yeah. been married for a long time. Yeah. She just decided to add it. Should have done it to begin with. Come Same on, as Michelle. like when, you know, Joanne Calderwood became Joanne Wood. Got yeah, married. But they, they got married. Right? She but did it right they, away. I know. But oh, gosh. gosh just, okay, you know. okay. I was just trying to feel like it felt like you just got out. I was like, well, you guys already have kids. You guys have been together for a long time. <laughs> yes, they like, have. <laughs> this all of a sudden just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, all right. For now, I'm going to call her Michelle Gomez. I'm not going to call her Waters. Okay. <laughs> Get rid of the no. Waters. No. Um, no one's going to know who you're talking about. <laughs> it was a lot of footwork, a lot of movement, you know, from Michelle as usual. She's got good movement, good lateral she movement. Does. She throws off. She throws off the movement with some great kicks and some great combinations. Uh, her wrestling's gotten a lot better, but uh, Lemos is just she's prepared everywhere. She's a true mixed martial artist. She's good on the ground. She's good on the feet. You know, she's got power, like you said. Um, 
and she seized the moment. That's really what it comes down to is that she was able to capitalize on the opportunity right when it presented itself. There was no hesitation. She felt it go in under the chin. She locked her hands and jumped it. And I was like, Ooh, I, I honestly, that's something like you would see like in the, in the early, like in the late nineties, early two thousands in UFC in fighting. Now fighters are very rarely jumping that guillotine. Very rarely jumping the guillotine. You know, there's certain guys that do it because they use their hook sweep off of it. If they don't get it, if they're good at that. But reality is, is like not everyone's jumping and putting yourself on bottom voluntarily. I mean, I sure the hell wasn't, you know, very rare did I do it. Especially it was, it was probably like in the late nineties when I used to do it. Uh, overall though, good performance by her. She gets the win. Uh, let's talk about Lee and, uh, I don't even want to butcher this guy's last name. How do you say it, John? <laughs> Muslim Silikov. Silikov. Okay. Silikov. I mean, <clears throat> both were looking good. Both were hesitant. Silikov was throwing all the spinning stuff. It wasn't really finding its mark, but it looked good. Lee was doing good with the long range striking, but overall, it was it was one of those fights that it was really whoever whoever landed the first clean shot was the one that was going to be controlling that round, and we didn't see a whole lot of that in that first round. So when it got into the second. It was nice to see them finally getting after it a little bit right off the bat. Boom, boom. And then the nice shot that rocked him and threw him back. And then he finished him off. I was like, oh, shit. This guy's good. He's tough. I mean, he, you know, I know he had a He's setback tough. with Chemaev. Yeah. He had, I mean, a win, he, had a set- he had a win against Ponzinibbio. Yeah, he knocked out Ponzinibbio, right? I think the last yeah. time they were on uh, ABC is what they were saying. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at this fight. I personally, going into it, thought in the stand-up, I thought that Muslim would have been better because you know that's what he's known for. He's got very good spinning attacks. He's really fast. He's got power in it. And I th- and I thought that you know Jingliang Li would have been the guy who would have been trying to get into the clinch and work his way to fighting on the ground. His power made the difference. He he has good power in his hands. Obviously, you know that's how he got the win against Ponzinibbio. Got the win here. I was impressed. Yeah, overall, good performance. Good performance for sure. Uh, now, yeah, now we're, we're gonna we're gonna spend some time on this fight because <laughs> <laughs> Matt Schnell is a fucking dog. I told Holy you. Holy shit! What a dog, John. Did we I not mean, tell people to watch this fight though? Yeah, before, we we did. Okay? But then, John, you and I were texting throughout this fight, and I was yeah. thinking to myself. I was like, I didn't text you that they should have stopped it, but in my mind, I was like, they should stop this fight. This guy's gonna get, he's gonna get fucking. Oh, he got frozen a couple. Dude, that elbow that hit him in the temple froze him. He was basically out on the feet and then kind of, you know, brought himself back. And I was thinking, oh, they're gonna stop it. Oh, they're gonna stop it. And, you know, Jacob Montavo did a fantastic job in this fight as the referee because he could have stopped it. But, man, you gotta just go. I'm just going to say it, that second round, I think it was the second, wasn't it? Yeah. One of the best rounds in MMA history. That matches up with Diaz and Daly. It was unbelievable. Those two put on a show, and then when Matt Schnell comes back and hurts him with that shot, you see him go back against the fence, and then boom, hits him. Gets to the ground quickly to the mount and starts opening up with elbows. You go, oh my god, he's gonna pull this out. He's gonna, he's turning it around. Yeah. Unbelievable fight, unbelievable heart by both guys. 
Matt Schnell, you made so many fans <laughs> off of this fight. Continue on, my man, because that, see, that's memorable. People will not forget those. Those are not good for you. They're not healthy for you. And when Dan Cormier asked him the question, he goes, yeah, I don't remember any of that. I was like, he's being honest. He doesn't remember it. But, man, he was in trouble at times and came back. Same with, you know, Muja. I can't even say Mujahari, whatever. He had moments where you know, he was having troubles in the first, and he came back. Second round, he was looking so good. Yeah. Just an incredible, incredible fight. Yeah. I mean, it got to the point where Schnell, I mean, honestly, I felt like the fight should have been stopped several times. Yeah. It could have been. Glad, I'm glad the ref let it go. But when it came when it came to the couple of those exchanges, I'm I'm thinking to myself, there's fights that we've seen throughout people's careers. And we've said this before, is that Fighters leave pieces of themselves in that cage. Yes, sir. And this is one of those fights. Oh, both of them. Both of them took some big yeah, the shots. Winning, the winning fighter left pieces, and the losing yeah. fighter definitely did. And it might, honestly, <laughs> Excuse me. The, the, the winning fighter might have left more of himself in there. It's true. That's really what it came down to. When, I mean, the shots he took in that round, the two elbows that stoned him, yep. froze him, made him stiff a little bit, and then also the shot that rocked him and like had him doing the stanky leg. I mean, he was rocked, I'd say three or four times in that round. Yeah, and overall, it was just a, it was a great it was a great exchange, great fight, great job by the ref and letting it go. Because if if I'm that referee, I'm looking at him going, man, oh, okay, I, 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 I'm I'm pull, I'm I'm doing the Jason Herzog fucking bouncing in and out, <laughs> like not sure what the hell to do. There, you know what I mean? There, so there was a moment in that fight if you're watching, and it was. When Schnell took a couple of shots and then started firing back, and I looked, at, I looked at Jacob Montalvo's face, and he was in that like, oh, like oh, you're fighting back. I'm, I'm so close to stop, but I'll, I'll let you go. And he was actually visibly in pain, mm -hmm. refing that fight the way yeah. with what was going on because he was like, oh man, I don't want you to get hurt, and that's what he, that's what's going through his mind. But he did the right thing. He let the guy go because the guy was fighting back. He was still in that position where you could say, how intelligent was it? Well, I'm sure there was more training and just the training took over more than there was thought process, but just an incredible performance. And that, again, one of the best rounds in MMA history. I look at it, though, John, as well, and I say... It actually had DC not able to talk. He was well, mumbling shit. Well, DC <laughs> at one point, DC at one point looked at Chanel and goes, he's been rocked two times already. And he's like, if I was him, I'd be circling and getting away. And he's walking forward. I'm like, no, like DC, that's what you're supposed to do when you're in trouble. Like there's times where you circle and get away, but you could tell that he was, his opponent was already, I don't want to butcher the guy's last name, Yeah, but he, Muda, you could tell Muda he Harry. was already, you could tell he was already <laughs> tired. Oh yeah, you could tell he was already tired. He was exhausted. He started moving him, walking him down, making him. Dude, he had that's taking everything he had. That's a tall dude for 125 yeah. pounds. Yeah, man, that's a. I mean, there's not a whole lot of freaking uh, marrow in the bones there. Someone's pumping some helium in that man. What's funny is, I sorry, I was thinking the same thing when I saw Yair standing next to Brian Ortega because Brian Ortega is not a short guy. No, and the two of them face to face, Yair is taller than him. Yeah, 
And I'm like, oh, damn, you're a big ass dude. Huh? He's not small. So, Shane but, Burgos uh, is a big ass dude. You Jesus. want to talk about big 145er? Holy That's shit. Ridiculous. Ugh, it's disgusting. <laughs> Watch a guy that big. It's if I would ever, like, that guy should be fine at 170. Jeez. <laughs> if there was no weight cutting, he'd probably be an 85 pounder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but hey, got to tip our hat to Matt Schnell. He fought a great fight. Great dug fight. deep. Fucking fought, fought, grabbed his balls and just went after it. Very nicely done. Fight of the night. Yeah, hands down fight. Well, it was, yeah, yeah, I know. Fight of the night. Yeah, hands down fight of the night. But it was almost like they had to follow up because of the Burgos and uh, Charles Jordan Which was a great fight. They had to follow that up. Which is why I started talking about it at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, but if you if you were gonna start talking about one fight, you should have picked the best fight on the card, which would have been the one we just talked about. But you about. brought up you brought up Charles Jordan. I was just I did. going with the flow. I'm a I'm a Jordan fan. You and I were talking I about this. You were sending texts back and forth, and you're like, you know, I, I don't give a shit if it's free or if it's on pay per view. I want I'm paying for a card every time he's on it. Yeah, he he's, was fun. Every time I've watched him fight, the guy comes to fucking fight. There is no, you know, I, I I can't remember. Pull up his pull up his record real quick for me, Dave. I cannot remember his opponent's name. I, I can remember the look of it, but um, no. Now you got me yawning, John. Wrong, wrong guy there, Dave. Oh, I'm looking at him going, no. You guys are talking about everybody. Charles. No, Jordan. Jordan. Cheers, man. I was looking. Screwing, going, no, screwing up sorry. my timestamps like crazy no. here. Just, just <laughs> the people in the comments. Andre right? Yule, that fight when he fought Andre Yule, which was, I believe, at the freaking uh, apex. You know, no crowd or anything like that. Man, he was he was yelling, he was screaming, doing all kinds of and having fun in the fight, doing crazy things. And you just look at you go, that that dude's a savage. Yeah. I will watch him any time he wants to fight because he wants to take your soul. Yeah. He wants you to break. That's that's what gets that dude off. Are you sure? I mean, maybe he's using blue chew. His <laughs> 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 his package is has arrived. <laughs> oh man. Look, um, He's talented. I love what he did. <clears throat> I love what he did in that third round. Yeah. He pushed Burgos to the end, to the breaking point almost. It was just touching him and touching him. Nothing was super hard until he had landed something clean, and then he exploded. Yep. <clears throat> and then he just was putting it together so well, fighting him in a phone booth. It was a fantastic performance. I had I had Jordan win in the first round. You didn't. Nope. Uh, you had Burgos win in one and two. But I also had Jordan going 10-8 in the third. I really don't have a problem with the 10-8 in the third. So then the it should have been 28-28. I think now, yeah, the problem is the reason the judges didn't go is did you see him knock him down? No, that's true. And that's really what they're looking for. Look, you, you're going to have to, yeah, you're putting a lot of shots on him and volume, and it's winning you the round to get a 10-8. You're going to really have to do something that shows me that, man, you damaged him. You put him down. He's in trouble. You can finish the fight. And that didn't happen. And that's why they didn't give him the 10 8. I mean, he was in trouble. Burgos was in trouble quite yeah, a bit in that was. round. Oh, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm Got not it. saying he wasn't. You're right. 
but that's the reason why. And there was the one, uh, I think one one gave a 10-8 round to Burgos in the second. Mm -hmm. And I saw people, you know, report other reporters saying, you know, there, there was no damage. Really? Let me put you in those chokes. Let me put you in those situations. A choke when you're not breathing, it's damaged. It's the same as, it's not, I don't want to say, it's the same as the hard punch, but it's damaging to you, and that works for damage itself. It's just not the same as punches. Yeah. So I can understand, you know, it could have been a 10-8 in either. Possible, maybe not. I thought Burgo, what people, I think I, think I said it to you. I said, did you for not forget the face crank? The neck crank like that that hurt that was the the most telling thing that happened in the first round because it put a lot of pressure on jordan jordan's tough as hell then he's not tapping to it but there was a lot on that choke and you could see that when excuse, excuse me face crank and when burgos finally let go of it he kind of went like well, man, I'm surprised that you you survived that because he's used to tapping people when he does that. And that was the biggest telling thing, and that's why I said that's why he won. I thought Jordan had moments in the first round where he looked good. He was putting some volume on him, but nothing that hurt Burgos. And the, the most telling thing that happened was that neck crank, even though it didn't work. And and this is where you, uh, you'll, you'll get people out here all the time. Well, if it didn't work, then it's no good. Stop, okay? That's like saying the punch that didn't knock the guy out is no good, okay? Everything counts, you just have to have an, an idea of how good was it, but that was on tight, and that was something that Jordan put up with a lot of pressure, a lot of discomfort, and that was the most telling thing that happened in the round, and that's why I ended up going with Burgos. Other than that, I thought they were very close. Maybe Jordan a little better in the striking, but that, that neck crank or face crank, that was the big telling difference. Uh, yeah, I had it. I had it. Uh, I had it. Burgos or Jordan winning the first. You had it like your boy DC. You guys are sitting there texting back and forth. What do you think, Josh? I don't know, DC. What do you think? <laughs> well, you know, DC was finally on my level because he just went through his his. Uh, oh God, judging, he's, his judging uh, lesson and I, I, I got. I've already talked to the people that taught him, and I'm like, you guys didn't teach those some bitch nothing. DC and I were on the same page. I, I felt confident going, hey, Jordan won the first because I knew that DC was on my level finally. Now he's taking the judging criteria class. <laughs> ah, there you go. So, no, we were, uh, uh, yeah, just having fun with it. All joking. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I, I understood if they gave it, if they gave the first round to Burgos and the yeah. second also, but I also had Jordan winning. Well, 10, he definitely the won the second. The second's not yeah, even a question. Not even close, yeah. But. So and it's but, it's like, you know, is there any doubt that Charles Jordan won the the third? No, so it comes down to that first round. I would have liked but, to have seen it be a draw so we could run it back. Eh, I dude, I'd like to see him run it back, anyways. Yep, that's true. They 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 both went after it, and it was fun. That was a fun fight. They Lauren Murphy fight. coming back off of a disappointing performance against Shevchenko in a yeah. championship fight. Going against a former champion in Misha Tate in her first appearance at flyweight 125. Talk to me. It's, I um I think because I've known Misha for 20 years now, maybe yeah. even longer. It was a little frustrating to watch. Um, I, I was texting you. I'm like, ah, you ah, 
What? I'm so frustrated. Uh, what the hell? <clears throat> because, uh, okay, let me give you an example. When you know that your cardio is a weapon, yep. you're training with Sam Calavita, you're training with the guys like Juan Archuleta, TJ Dillashaw, Cub Swanson, uh, Kyle Dake, all these guys that are training there with Sam Calavita for the, his conditioning. Uh, th- these are top level premier athletes that are training there. There's a reason because he does a great job of getting you in shape, using your cardio as a weapon, knowing that you've been, you've been training there is the number one thing she should have been doing. There was never a moment where she was utilizing all that hard training to push Lauren Murphy to the pace that she couldn't keep up with grind on her, hang on her, press her to the fence, do all of those things. Instead, Misha Tate has never been a stand-up fighter. She's had some good stand-up battles. She can take a shot. She can deliver a shot. Yeah. She she's always had a problem with her nose bleeding. She's broken it a couple times. It I, mean, I think yeah, all that stuff is it doesn't mean shit. But my point, what I'm trying to get to is that use that cardio as a weapon. You you spent the time training with Sam Calavita and all the other top level athletes being there, pushing you, driving you, making you work. 15 minutes, like she said in her interviews. Shit, this is going to be the best part. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to like, it's going to be too easy because you're you're in such a great shape. If that's the case, fight at a pace that no one can keep up with. I, she never at one time did that. She stayed on the outside and when she did throw, you're fighting down a weight class so those fighters are faster. People think that by going down a weight that, oh, you're going to be the bigger, stronger fighter. Yeah, but then they're going to be faster. And the she number wasn't. one, and what do you say? Speed kills. Speed kills because no matter how big and strong you are, if you're hitting me and moving out of the way before I can land something on you, uh, it's gonna it's it's gonna ruin my rhythm, my 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 rhythm, my movement, my my striking. It's gonna Your ruin balance, everything. everything. My balance, everything. It's really gonna throw me off, and that's all I saw. Yeah. Lauren Murphy is not a fast fighter. She was today, but, but but Misha Tate made her look fast, and it's not. I'm not trying. I'm not definitely not digging on my girl because she's. I love Misha Tate. Um, it just was not, it was one of those things where you go down and wait and you realize that lighter fighters are faster. That's one. Two is Misha's getting a little bit older. Now that has, I don't think the age has anything to do with it because she looks absolutely phenomenal. Just going down and wait, the, the, the athletes are going to be faster. No different than when Frankie went from four, uh, 55 where he was the fastest fighter, I think alive at the time at 155. Yeah. Then he went to 45 and they got faster and now he's at 35 and they're faster as you get older, you can't be going down as much because they're getting faster as you're getting slower. That's one. Two is she has never been a, she's never been a fan. She's never been a striker, been known for her striking. She's been known for grinding on you, getting the wrestling, getting the takedowns, ground and pound, pushing the pace on you. Use that cardio to, as a weapon into utilizing your wrestling, getting in the clinch, grinding on you, hanging on you, getting the takedowns, Doing your work. That's what you have always been known for. And I didn't see that tonight. It's almost like they turned her into a striker, but it's that's not who she is. I don't I, there was a lot of frustration in my voice, John, when I was texting you. I know you couldn't feel it, but I was trying to use all the words that would get it to <laughs> you that you, you could were understand. using all those words well. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I, I don't have any time. I, I I typed the word fuck and it came out ducking or fucking it came out ducking <laughs> or duck. <laughs> duck. And I was like, you, you sent me a couple of ducks. I was like, damn it. Look, I'm, I'm going to turn this around, though. And I won't, I'm going to point out 
congratulations to Lauren Murphy because it's not yes. easy coming off of a loss like she had a performance where she wasn't happy. She said she had this C diff infection mm-hmm. uh, going on and stuff. And you know, I, I saw a lot of people, you know, blasting her for it. It's like, man, you know, you can't have anything where you can sit there and say, hey, I wasn't 100 percent. I tried. You know, but I, and I made a mistake in, in in taking that fight. It was a championship fight. I didn't want to give it up. Wow, people just are cruel, unbelievable yeah. how people are. Because hey, she had a problem. It doesn't matter. She lost the fight. She's not sitting there saying, "Oh, I would have won it if it was." It was part of you know the entire situation that was part of her performance. She wasn't pleased with her performance, and she said she has done things. To change those, if you recall, especially me, I kind of, you know, I got all over her, you know, corner, which is her husband in in that fight against Shevchenko because, you know, I thought he was, you know, he was, you know, praising her and stuff. I said, you got to get on her. You know, you got to tell her, hey, man, I need this from you, you know, because you got to tell her you're, you're not winning these rounds. And she went and she took care of that problem. Carrington Banks was her lead you know, yeah. in in the corner, her husband was there, and, and that's saying, that, "Look at I'm I'm looking at things, and I'm trying to break down what it is that I need to do to enhance my performance, to be better." And she did all of those things in this performance. You got to give it to her. She looked good. She was the faster fighter. She landed the better stand up shot. She was the better grappler throughout it. No one ever thought that she was going to be a better grappler than Misha. She was the better grappler. She went out there and took every round basically. Yeah. I think, you know, some I think two of them had a 29-28. And sometimes judges, you know, what they'll do is Misha did better in a round, but she didn't do good enough to win it. And because they do better, oh, you give it to them. Eh. I got to give it to Lauren. Lauren Murphy, you look fantastic. That was a tough fight against a tough individual in Misha Tate, someone who was battle-tested, a former champion. And you went out there and you did your thing. Congratulations. That was a great performance. Does Misha continue from here, you think? I think she's going to continue on. I, I do think she's going to continue on. I think... So, you know, I don't, I don't want to say this in a bad way. Sometimes certain people need things. Yeah. And they need these things and they need you know, to have something to, you know, focus on, to, to work towards and all. And, and Misha needs that in her life right now. Maybe she won't after her next fight. Maybe you know, her next fight is a win and she goes, oh, I'm done now. But I don't want to see her take, she's taking a quite a bit of damage, Yeah. you know, and so careful of, you know, that she's, she's always had a good chin. She's a tough individual. I would like to see her go back to more of her, what, brought her to the dance her wrestling and her ground game was dominating and she once the fight hit the ground she was dominating on on uh you know women in her division now this is a different division but a little bit less of the stand-up i mean use the stand-up to get to that takedown but you got to remember what brought you yeah that's the big difference I think there's a fine line. I think Sam Calavita does a good job of it. Is that is mixing in the fitness with the mitt work and the sparring and the grappling and all that stuff. Understanding where your heart rate is throughout the day, what your resting heart rate is when you wake up, 
all of those things I know he keeps track of. He keeps yeah. track of it every morning. He follows the process. The athletes follow the process if they want to be successful. Aaron Pico is one of the biggest uh, advocates for Sam Calavita and what he does. He's like, look, he breaks it down step by step on what I'm doing and how my body is on the daily basis. That must be the chlorine in your eyes. Yeah, it's, it's bugging me. It's like my <laughs> eyes are watering. And... um. <clears throat> Like, if you ever had, like, chlorine or salt in your eyes, like, it, my eyes are just constantly watering right now, and so I'm, like, constantly having to rub Burning? It. Yeah, they're burning. Um, enough of that whininess, Josh. Jeez. <laughs> Whining. <laughs> Whiner. Retired life. Yeah, <laughs> retired life. Um, but I've seen I've seen a lot of fighters. Uh, give you an example. BJ Penn <laughs> used to train with these guys. I, I trained with them for a little bit. And when I was training, myself, Luke Rockhold, we used to, what were their names? Their son, one of the sons, or one of the guys, his son Marinovich. was the, the Marinovich. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> Todd and Gary. Not Todd. Todd was the son. Todd the was the son. Marv. It was Gary Marv. and Marv. Gary and Marv. So, anyways, BJ used to train with them. And then Rich Chow will tell you this. These guys all of a sudden decided that they were trying to convince BJ that like they could do the boxing. That they could teach him how to box. And then they wanted BJ to do all these. They wanted him to train just their style of training two hours in the morning, two hours in the evening and all the, the sparring and the jujitsu and all that stuff that, that came after their training. Their training was the most important. And, and I didn't believe it. I didn't, I didn't believe when I was talking with BJ about it and stuff that I was talking with, uh, with rich about it. They're like, look, the guys, the, there's no doubt that their workouts are fantastic. But when you start making it a priority over the sparring, the mitt work, the technique, and the training, it doesn't make any sense. Whereas Sam, he's he's geared it to make sure that his workouts fit into what you're doing yeah. to become the best athlete you can, which yep. is phenomenal. Which is the way and it's so supposed when to I, be. When I had trained with those Marinovich guys, it's so funny. They, they started giving me the pitch, and we were only like a month in. Yeah, we can help you with your boxing. And I was thinking like, okay, like what, like – exercise drills <laughs> they're like no no we can hold mitts for you and shit i'm like get the fuck out of here i never talked to him again after that but it was it was one of those things yeah they wanted to be like in your corner they wanted to get a hotel at your fights i was like yeah you guys are just around for the publicity get out of here kids goodbye yeah it was nuts but anyways what i was trying to say is that certain fighters when they go and they work with someone like sam calavita they need to they need to make sure that you're utilizing that as a weapon utilizing your condition and your cardio as a weapon and the grinding misha tape that came up when i when when i was coming up the one that was in strike force pre strike force when i had seen her fight on some of the small circuit stuff that misha tape is the one that should be utilizing that type of cardio in pushing people to the breaking point, wrestling, dropping on the single, going to the double, coming back up, punching, yeah. pressing to the fence, dropping back down, lifting, all those things, that Sam Calavita style of conditioning would best fit the Misha tape of old, not the Misha tape now. Just yeah. my two cents. All right, next fight. Oh, Mr. Soriano versus, I can't, I'm going to say it, Lungabula. 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 Yeah. These guys are ex-sparring partners. They were both at Extreme Couture. I think Lungiabula is now with uh, Sanford, but man, that, that dude is built like a brick shit house. Did you see his he fucking when his pants went up. You see his, I know. his shorts went up. I was like, good uh, god! <laughs> like a DC. Look at his look at his thigh. Look yeah. at his. 
But this shit just like popped out. Oh, dude. It looked like, it looked like he had a tumor growing on the front of his then fucking he, leg. Then he, he had, had a tumor rib pop out, man. That's yeah. what. Oh. See, so you need that fat to protect you. That's why I'm well protected. See, yes, you, you are. Ribs not going to pop yeah. out. Only break it on an oak tree. Yeah. But you got to give it Soriano really, you know, knowing, having been there with, you know, this guy, it just was a matter of time. You know, and, and he looked really good. You know, that was a big time shot that he hit him with. He, it froze him, hit him on the ground. That the, the first shot that he hit him with, man, that was it was done. You know, good win for Soriano. He's looking good. You just gotta give give him some time. That's I look at this. This guy needs about four or five fights. Four or five, and he'll be up there if you put him with the right people and get him more experience. Because he's got power in his hands. It's a matter of when to use it, when to relax. And let's work on you know the grappling aspect a little bit, getting it to a higher level. Does Soriano remind you a little bit of Brad Tavares? Yes. Uh, kind of, the same all, thing with me. All the time. Reminds me of Brad Tavares. Yeah. You know. So uh, I think the 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 ceiling for him, we we haven't figured it out yet. No. It's no no. Yeah. It, exactly. There's there's plenty of room to grow. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. All right. You know, it's one of those you could put him against guys right now that yeah they're gonna beat him. Yeah, but if you work and start, just keep on massaging things out and working at certain areas and make it to where, hey, he's learning this whole time and give it a couple years off of like four or five fights, he'll be up there. All this talk about Bluetooth got you massaging things out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> love it, love I it. No idea. You're the one with that Bluetooth, oh, blue, whatever. Yeah, Bluetooth. Uh, Bill right. Algio versus Herbert Burns. There's good and bad in this thing. There's good and bad in this. You, you, like you, you've known Herbert Burns. You watched yep. him fight multiple times. He came from one FC. Yep. And when that's I was where he was, there, he was there. he was doing well there. He's a great jujitsu player. Outstanding jujitsu. You know, better than Bill has ever been. You know, but this is the difference of look MMA. Everything changes when you can punch someone in the face. And Burns had that, the triangle. It was tight. You know, he even got the arm across at a certain point. Algio kept on getting it free. And just because of experience on the mats, knowing that, just, hey, I'm relaxed. I'll tell you, I'm going to get out of this. Don't panic. And when you don't panic and you don't allow that arm to get across, the pulling on the head, all these little things that are the difference makers in that submission working, you can survive. You just got to tell yourself, I'm okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to work my way through it. Algeo looked great. You know, he looked, you know, the, at the beginning, you could see there was a definite difference when it came, when that fight hit the ground, Herbert Burns was all over him and Algeo was having problems. But again, it, it makes a difference when you can punch somebody. And as soon as the punching punches started landing, you saw the the level start to change as far as what was happening and and how in control Herbert Burns was. Yeah, I saw I saw some photos though. It looks like Herbert probably tore something in his knee. Yeah, he had surgery before on mm -hmm. his knee. I think he had an Got ACL it. replacement, mm -hmm. and I think might have popped Maybe it again or something. Yeah, something. So, I mean, and when if you guys haven't fought or trained with something that's injured like that, it's just it doesn't matter if you can work through the pain. It's just constantly on your mind. 
you're constantly thinking like, shit, what do I got to do to avoid this? And then everything they do, it just seems to hit that area. Yeah. It's no different than like when you, if you sprain your thumb, fuck you bang your thumb on everything. Then you don't notice it until it's hurt. You're like, Oh, I don't, I don't use it that often. And then you realize how often you use it. And so he, he was true. A lot of people were hit. They hit the Twitter and like, Oh, he didn't seem like he wanted to be there. He's definitely no Gilbert Burns. You know, he's, He's not his brother, and he doesn't have the heart of his brother. Let's not jump to conclusions just yet, you know? Maybe he hasn't had uh, as successful of a career as his brother, but he's also the younger brother. Yeah. So give him some time. Give him, you know. Give him some time. He's not too bad. I, I will say, did you see the picture of Gilbert carrying him out? Yeah. God love you there, Gilbert. You know it's, what? You know, a lot of people, I, I, again, I saw people saying stuff. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Man, it's when man. when you fall down, and people there are certain people that are there to pick you up. One being your brother, like Gilbert. God bless you, Gilbert. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you know, wasn't his night. That's just that's <clears throat> part of fighting. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, you and I have talked about this a lot. I said like in ten years when they're all said and done, when they when they retire, ten years after yeah. they're retired, no one's going to be talking about you. <laughs> Nobody. And, you know, they very rarely will talk about even your greatest moments. So yeah. just move on. That's like, it. Don't don't care what people say, like scroll through and and just move on. I mean, I love to get into battle wars on Twitter with people that have two followers because <laughs> that's <laughs> my life. That's my lifestyle, man. Uh, I, I'm like, God. you know, I mean, the last thought that goes through my mind before I make serious decisions is, ah, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> that's kind of. Like, that's really what that's really what goes through my mind. Josh would get me on the other like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm having fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll be battling do. with somebody and fucking Miss McCarthy and you will be texting me, What are you doing arguing with this guy on Twitter? I'm like, I'm having fun. I'm stuck at the airport. I'm bored. Or I'm in like <laughs> I'm wait I'm waiting for this to get done at, you know at the in the grocery line or something like that. I don't know. I'm just fucking having fun. I'm getting my oil changed. Leave me alone. <laughs> the fun yeah. Fucking, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just me. I enjoy, I got to have a little sense of humor here and there every once in a while. I got to have fun with it. People, if you guys think I'm taking this shit serious, I don't take any of this stuff serious. I'm fun. I like to have fun with it. Uh, all right, next fight. Ah, my man, the Hanyak. Goddamn, Bruce Buffer can't say Hanyak. <laughs> I mean, but Dustin Jacoby, look at Unjung has power. He was. Wait, you skipped I, one. No, did I? No. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Oh. We didn't talk about Ricky Simone and Jack. Oh Shark. my God, we did, and that was yeah. we did not. You're right, Ricky Simone. He's looking good. Jack Shore was a stud. Yeah, he's mean, good. Was. He still is. He's, he's good. And Ricky Simone, man, he put it on him. That was a big shot right to the mount. Started dropping shots on him. Beautiful submission. You know, goes for the. It's an arm triangle, but he, he's doing it different. He's locking it up like it is a rear naked choke. A lot of strength. You look at his back. You know he's got a hell of a squeeze. Dude, he's coming on. He is. He's going to be a difference maker in the Bantamweight division. We talk about that division all the time and how stacked it is. Ricky Simone, hello. His stand-up has gotten way, way better. And you can see the difference. You can see the the calmness, how it's leading into him being better as far as when he makes a shot, when he goes for the takedown, he's just fighting way better now than he was two years ago. 
He's looking great, and that was a big win against a really good fighter in Jack Shore. Well, let me ask you this. Is this win come because Ricky Simone's gotten better, or did it become did it come because Jack Shore wasn't ready for that level of fighter? No, it came because Ricky Simone is getting better. If Ricky Simone okay. had fought Jack Shore, you know, if this Jack Shore fought the Ricky Simone of two, we'll say two years ago, Jack Shore is going to win this fight. Okay, right, I can get behind opinion. that. I do agree that Ricky Simone's uh, his his boxing's gotten better. You can Way tell better. he's got some power in his hands. He's obviously a good wrestler. He's yep. got good ground up pound. He gets got, he's got good a top heavy pressure. Tank. He's got a big gas tank, which is good. Jack Shore to me looked like he didn't expect Ricky Simone to be as <clears throat> effective as he was in their first couple exchanges. I agree. He's like, oh shit. He's hitting me and he's pushing me around. And then he started fighting off that back foot and he didn't look like he was the same fighter. Yep. I agree. So, but I mean, overall, look, Jack Short's young. He'll be back. What is he, 14 and 1 now? I mean, like, okay, so you lost your first fight. You learn a lot from losses. Yeah, Yeah. you learn a lot from losses. You're going to move on and we'll jump back into this shit and, and, you know, probably by the end of the year. So, good luck to Jack Short on the recovery. Great job and great performance by Ricky Simone. Thank you for pointing out that I missed that one. <laughs> and then uh, there you go. Let's go back to where you were. Dustin Jacoby against Unjung. Man, I, I know there's people going to say, "Oh, it was a uh, uh, a early stoppage, a quick stop." It was quick. That dude was hurt. Did you see when he went down and then when he comes up and he's got those eyes looking that way? I think Kevin McDonald saved him from damage. I thought big time win for Dustin Jacoby. I think that is Dustin's sixth fight in a row. Sixth win in a row, man. He, he's on a tear, and you know he he was doing this. He's been doing this for a long time. You know, Dustin was you know kickboxer, got into the UFC, was let go. He was in Bellator. He was you know fighting in Glory. Dude, he's on fire right now. He found he, he found the right guy in Greg Montoya. He's doing great things. Did I say Greg yeah. Montoya? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, Dave, is that is that uh? Dustin Jacoby's sixth win in a row. Take a look. Yeah, six mm-hmm. win in a row. Sorry. Six win One, in a row. Four, five, six, seven. He's got well, a draw in there, huh? He got a draw there's, in there. But... There's the draw in there. Okay. <clears throat> so wait, how many? It's it's more than six. six. Two, yeah. four, six, eight. Dude, the wins last, and a draw. the last guy to beat Dustin Jacoby. Go up there, John Salter, Bellator. Oh, wow, that's a long time ago. Yeah, 2015. Jeez. 2015 is his last loss. Yeah, that means he's not very active, then, John. No, he's been Nine fighting fights pretty regularly. Look at that's seven look years. At 2020, a little over he had one. Two well, fights. He had a big gap here. 2021, he gap. 2021, he had four fights. Uh, 2021, he had three, four fights. Four fights. Yep. Two fights so far this he's year. He's been fighting, but four he had a four-year year gap. Josh, see oh, that? Oh, that's right what here? you're saying. Yeah, there you go. I missed that's the gap. He, that's he was why. fighting in glory. Kickboxing. He man. was kickboxing in glory. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, next fight. <laughs> Dustin Stoltzfus versus your guy <laughs> Dwight Grant. Jeez, man. I, th- I th- okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna be honest. I texted Josh during this fight, and I said, Josh, you should have made Dwight Grant learn how to work his cardio the way that you used to if he wants Dog. to continue to fight because dude he gets exhausted you can see it i mean it's just it's evident 
he was the better fighter. He yeah. was the better fighter in this fight, and he lost based upon conditioning. How do I put this? I, I've said I we and I were texting back. I'll just say how I said it in the text. Every Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I would run sprints at the track. Every fighter that had fights coming up, they all knew. You came out to join me. You came out to join me. If you didn't, you didn't. It was an open invitation. It was every morning we did it. Every morning I did it. It went from the very first time we ever did it, there was like 15 of us. Literally like three weeks later, there was like four. Fighters just don't, like not every fighter wants to go out there and put it on the line. And a lot of the excuses that we would get is, oh, I've got to hit mitts later. Okay. Do your cardio and then the mitt work will come into play. Like if your body's tired, your body's tired. But doing your cardio is going to help your mitt work later on throughout your camp. And you'll be able to get more reps in. You'll be be a little bit faster. You'll be able to do more rounds. A lot of things happen when you're in better shape. Your brain functions a lot better. You understand the techniques that which your coach is trying to tell you as you're tired. And you can process it in the amount of speed that he's trying to tell you to do the combinations. So you can rip them off as he's saying them as you are tired. If you're not in shape, none of that shit happens. And so you can see when he shuts down, he shuts down. He has that knockout power. There's no doubt. But that's what you run into with a lot of these fighters that ha- that were blessed with power. Thank God I was never blessed with power. You know, and so it just you you end up with fighters that fall in love with the power. Then they they start thinking they don't have to do cardio, and if they do the cardio along with their power, then they just chase the knockout. That's all they do is run around. In his situation, I don't know what it is. Him when he went up to eighty five, I was like, okay, maybe maybe he'll, maybe he'll be better in the second and the third round because now he's not cutting all that weight. But he's not a big guy. He's tall. He's got really long reach. He's tall, but he's not like super tall. I think he's six foot, maybe six one, but I think he's maybe six foot. He's not a tall. He's not a big guy. So one eighty five to me, I was like, you're not built for one eighty five. You're built more for one seventy. It's like Ed Ruth. He him and Ed Ruth are very like similar. There's no way Ed Ruth should ever be fighting at 185. No. Nah, you know, he should have been at 170 the whole time. But yeah. they didn't like to cut the weight. And I think the same thing with Dwight. Now that he was in the UFC, he's like, oh, I'm going to cut 70, which is, and that's the biggest reason why they took him is because he was at 70. Now he wants to go to 85. Well, guess what? That wasn't a good, that wasn't a good appearance at 85. If I'm the promotion, I'm like, okay, you're pretty much now, you're just treading water, dude. You're just trying to collect the check. That's what you're doing. And Dwight's my boy. I mean, he trained with him for years. <clears throat> he's talented. I know he's talented, but when it comes to conditioning, then that's where he's lacking. That's an easy fix. That's a real easy fix. We talk we talk about it all the time. It's better to suffer in the gym than suffer in the cage. The, the, the fight is the easy part. That's when all the hard work's been done, and that's your payoff. And you look and you go, you're making this hard because you're not getting yourself prepared the right way to go into this, to give yourself the opportunity to win it because look, he was winning that fight. He won the first round, and then you got to give it to Stolzfus. He just kept on hanging in there, used his wrestling, laid on him, you know, put him in bad positions, you know, made, made just made him work and made him work to the point where that cardio, it became the problem. He could not yeah. keep going. He was stumbling over his own feet at times based upon he's just tired. You know, that is something that can be remedied, but you got to yeah. suffer to do it. 
got to be willing yeah, to Yeah, I agree. I agree. You, you can't live off your power. You can't think that by going up in weight that it's going to make that big of a difference. That those those little times, put the work in. That's the number one thing is put the work in. And I know he can do it. That's the biggest thing is I know he can do it. Do you think they're going to keep him? I think they're going to keep him because he's exciting. He either goes out on his shield or or he puts people out on their shield. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's, he's a dog. He'll fight hard. I mean, tonight was not a great performance, but that's three losses in a row now, right? Yep. I mean, I think they're going to give him another chance because he has he does have some good knockouts. They've got they've got a highlight reel they can, they can run for him. You know, he's in he, he's had some exciting fights. And I yeah. I've, I'm a firm believer that if you have a if you have a fighter who has exciting fights, I don't give a shit if he's losing. Keep fucking fighting him. You know, keep fighting him because those are the ones that people they 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 Nate Diaz, <laughs> Nick and Nate. I mean, like their records don't show that they're fucking world beaters. But damn, they're fun as hell to watch. Yeah, that's true. I'm not, I mean, I, I know I just try to compare Nate and Nick to, to Dwight, which is not the case. But <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, you're making a point. I was, yes, exactly. Thank yeah. you. So I wish I wish Dwight the best. He just got to figure that. He's got to put that work in on the cardio. That's it. Yeah, Next. It really does. All right. You guys, um, any more face on here? Yeah, you got to give it up for Emily Ducati. She went out there and put on a good performance. Mm-hmm. made Jessica Penny have nothing but problems throughout the fight. She won every round of that fight. Calf kick changed the game, calf man. Calf kick, man. Well, she had her hurting with that calf kick, man. She had her hobbling on one leg at times. Give it up for Jessica Penny being tough, sticking with it, staying in there. She really didn't even change stance. She, you know, it's not like she switched yeah. to you know, being a southpaw. You've got this day and age. You've got to be able to have a couple. You've got to be able to switch stances. You got to be able to have a couple combinations off of your switch stance, just to break up the rhythm. I mean, to make it as simple as possible, I think for these young fighters, you don't need to be a TJ Dillashaw and a Dominic Cruz when it comes to switching stances. Okay, you guys don't have to be out there looking like you're doing the fucking chicken dance out there, like switching stance left and right, but. Switch your stance to break the rhythm of your fighter. Throw one combination either to the body, to the head, whatever it is. Throw some leg kicks. Then go back to your regular stance. Make them always be thinking. Make your opponent always think. She never made Dakota think. And Dakota was like, fuck, the leg's there. You're not switching your stance. I'm going to keep tearing this thing up. And she did. Dakota was in Bellator for a while. I mean, she's a she's a good fighter. She's not a great fighter. But she's, she's fighting in a better some, she's fighting in a better she's fighting weight, a better weight class. Yes, better yes. weight class for sure. Yeah, she yeah. should have been fighting at one twenty five. She should no, have been one fifteen. She's, she's, she's suited more for one fifteen. That's a yeah. good weight class for her. And you can see that she's gotten better. She's gotten better yes, since she, she left since since you have or since yes, Bellator let, released her. She's good. Yeah. She's gotten better. She was always up there too. Like always, kind of making a run of the title. Then she came up short against Alimale. Correct. She had fought again. I think she had fought. Did she fight twice? Did she fight twice, Alimale? No, she fought once. No, against, once, okay. once against she, that was the uh, inaugural. Gotcha. Uh, one hundred and twenty-five pound. No one yep. held the belt. They put those two against and Alimale. Got won, it. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, that's gonna wrap up our UFC talk, and uh, we're gonna move into some news and podcast. Dave's got some news for us. Yeah. Well, let's just uh, let's do this one big story. I know you guys Uh-oh. are gonna riff on it for quite a bit here, so uh, let's talk. The announcement of Islam versus Charles Oliveira uh, for the UFC title in October. I am uh, going to be pushing the freaking, just pushing this fight on you the entire time from now until October 22nd because Dubronx, the man that should be 
the known lightweight champion of the world, he's going to do work on the 22nd. You watch. You mean he's going to get worked? That's what you meant to say. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we're going to go back and forth on this one. Well, now I want to talk about a product that I love. It is Fume. Fume is a perfect way for you to become a healthier person. It will help you get rid of any kind of smoking or vaping habit that you have. That hand-to-mouth action that you are so accustomed to doing without even thinking about it. Well, you can do it with this implement, the Fume product, the enhanced cores that are in there. Oil, cores of essential oils. It's a perfect way for you to then get rid of that nasty smoker vaping. This is a healthy alternative. You can do this in front of your kids. You can do this in any environment at all. You can do it on a plane. You can do it on a train because it doesn't affect anybody else. And it's a healthy thing for you to do. If you are a woman and you're pregnant and you, and you have a smoking habit, get to fume. Fume will help you with that habit and replace that nasty smoking that you've been doing. I want you all to go to Breathe Fume. And when I say Breathe Fume, get rid of the E. It is breathefume.com. Go and use the promotional code of weighing in. So breathefume.com slash weighing in. Use the promo code weighing in and you will get an additional 10% off on your purchase. Go to Fume. I believe in it. You will too once you use it. I got a lot of love for uh, Charles, man. I think Charles, I'm going to be 100% honest. This will hands down be the toughest fight that Islam's ever faced yes. because there's a threat in every component of this fight. On the right. feet, there's a threat. They're on the ground, there's a threat. In the wrestling, I know everyone, like I, I'm a homer for my boy, but Charles Oliveira will give him a little bit of a problem in the wrestling area. You want to know why? Because there's different ways that Islam's going to have to wrestle him to avoid putting his neck in the wrong position. That's going to change the way Islam implements his game plan he's gonna have to make sure his head's not on the outside he's got to make sure the head's on the inside he's gonna have to make sure that he's high up on the crotch he's not hanging his head down low by the waist there's a lot of different things that that islam's gonna have to do to make sure he avoids charles submissions there's a threat everywhere charles maybe has the cleaner stand-up but and i would say that islam's maybe got the bet more power but i don't know in terms of that when it comes to combination Charles throws his combinations in bulk. He'll throw three, four, right. five punch combinations. Whereas Islam's Islam throwing does two. Not. He doesn't. He throws one, exactly maybe right. one, two, maybe one, two, three. It's one, two, and a kick, or a kick, and then one, two. One, two, and a clinch. Exactly. Charles is not that. Charles is throwing uppercut, left hook, right hand, finishing with a knee or a kick. He's mixing it together really well. Mm-hmm. The thing that I, the, the one, not one advantage, where I feel that Islam has the advantage is that that Charles Oliveira could potentially get complacent with being on his back, chasing submissions, and that will eventually slow him down as the fight goes on. And all Islam has to do is just avoid those submissions. I know that's easier said than done, but I think that Islam can do that because Islam, people don't understand how damn good he is on the ground. He is not just a wrestler. His submission game is fucking really good. Everyone's like, yeah, but Charles Oliveira is a world-class... I don't give a shit. Do you remember that shirt that Khabib wore years ago? If Sambo was easy, it'd be called jiu-jitsu. They make fun of fucking jiu-jitsu guys because they've trained with jiu-jitsu guys. They're considered to be the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world, and they fucking eat them up. Nom, 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 nom. That's all they do is eat these fucking jiu-jitsu guys up. So they've been around these guys for the longest time, fighting and training with the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world. 
There's nothing that Charles is going to do to him that he hasn't seen before. Now, the attack, the speed of it all, the transition of it all, he's got to be cautious and careful. And I, like I said, this will be his toughest task to date, will be Charles Oliveira. I don't look at anybody else in that division that will give Islam a problem except for Charles. Dave, what's the age of Islam Makhachev? I think he just turned 30. Is he 30 now? Because uh, I was going yeah, to say 29 is what I thought. He, he might turned 30 yep. last September. <clears throat> September yeah. 27th. Okay. Oh, he's about to be 31. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Fucking old man now. <laughs> the real uh, difference that I see, I'm just going to say it. There was, a, there was a time in Charles Oliveira's career where mentally he wasn't the strongest fighter at times. He didn't. It's like the, there wasn't that. When we talk about confidence, there wasn't that belief. When things started to go bad, he didn't believe, and things continued to stay bad. He's a different fighter now, and this is the fighter that Makachev at 30 is going to be facing. Charles Oliveira now, mentally strong. He has shown it in his last couple of fights how mentally strong he is. He showed it against Michael Chandler. He showed it against Dustin Poirier. He showed it against Justin Gaethje. He showed it. He's shown it in the last, you know, three years of his career. It has been incredible, the change of the mentality of this guy, compared to what we were used to before. And then that's not putting him down. Before, you know, he was a phenomenal fighter, but you could see when people could start to give him problems and. It was almost like the confidence went away and he became average. He is not doing that now. And obviously, Islam Makachev is a phenomenal fighter and he could win this fight. But I'll tell you what, he's going to have to have the fight of his life to get that win. He is fighting the very best fighter he has ever faced oh, when he faces Charles Oliveira on the 22nd. And so, you know, I don't give a shit about the numbers of one and four. It should be C. And whatever they want to put Makachev at, but Makachev should be right up at number one now, somewhere around right. there. These are the two best guys that the UFC has in the lightweight division at this moment. And hats off to him for putting this together because this is the fight that people want to see. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, the fact that they're having it in uh, Dubai, right? Yep. So they're having it in Dubai, which is, you know, why? Uh, to me is going to, yes, because that's where all the money is. Because <laughs> because when you want to break it down, who is the draw? It's Islam Makachev is the draw. Everyone's going to say, and you guys, are, I can just see that. I can already foresee the comment section saying, what the fuck are you talking about? Charles is the draw. No, guys. No, no. not in the Muslim area. Not, no, not, not. See, you guys are living on this. On the, You're living on this side of the world. Yes. That side of the world that pays all the money, okay, he's the draw, and that's yeah. why they're going there. It'll let you know right Which off the smart. bat. Yeah, exactly. It'll let you know right off the bat who's the draw because they're having the fight in that area. That lets you know who the draw is. So it's when it comes down to this fight, Charles presents a ton of problems for Islam. Islam has the solutions for all of them. You brought up a good point, though, John. Charles Oliveira was not as confident as he is now. Islam Makachev is, is gaining the confidence, but I don't know if he has it where he needs to have it right now. That's the other thing. He, he is, is not. He, he is not. I'm going to say this, and it's just my yeah. belief. 
He is not and, and, and has never been at the level of his mentor. He's always been that step you're talking behind confidence, confidence. though. Confidence. You're, yeah, you're talking about confidence. I'm talking yeah. about confidence. Yeah. Because the guy that he believes in, in Khabib, was an incredibly confident individual that every time he stepped out there, I'm going to smash you. Oh, yeah. Islam says the same things. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the same confidence. Yeah, he needs to believe because it's because I've seen I've seen the I'm level. I'm not saying you which, haven't, but you can, no, no. you can see there is a difference. No, no, I, I'm saying I've seen the level of his abilities in the in the in training room. I've seen mm -hmm. it in the cage as well, but I have also seen that he has gotten more confident as every fight has gone on, whereas Charles has done the same. Charles knows, I think, the the supreme confidence that Islam needs will come when he wins the title. That's what's going to take him over the edge. Until he wins that title, it's going to be looming over his head. Can I do it? Can I do it? Because Khabib yeah, did it. Because right. Khabib's father had, had it all planned out that Khabib would do it first and then Islam would do it second. This is all their this is like a, this is all their plan. This is yeah. what this is it, Khabib is trying to do the best he can to follow through for his father's wishes to make Islam a champion. And they're going to they're going to fucking lay it out there. They're going to lay it on the line. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a fucking great fight. I just I feel that and this this is and no matter how everyone wants to talk about I am a 100% a homer and I'm going to continue to be a homer up until this fucking fight happens. And if you guys don't like and I'm it, I'm going to be a homer too. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you can be a homer all you want. I'm just I'm a I'm homer gonna, on Dubron. But, but in this situation, in this fight, and right now what I'm saying, I'm not going to be a homer in this in this one comment. Islam has all the ability to stuff everything that Charles does, but he has to believe that he can do it. And I think if he believes that he can do it in that night, that night, yeah. he doesn't need better than him every single night, as BJ Penn would say. I only need to be better than you that night, at that moment. That's it. That's right. And if Islam can do it, I don't care how great he is in the cage or I mean in the in the training room. If he's better than him, if his confidence is key in that night, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. I think he'll be able to walk through Charles if he if he goes in there and he get, shows all of his tools and his weapons. I think that he's able to take him down. That he's able to stuff everything he does. I also maybe even think there's a chance that he subs him. That's just my and that's not bias. And because we've seen Charles get subbed by lesser guys. Yeah, but he was a lesser fighter back then. He was. I, I agree with you. I do agree with you. Skill wise, very skilled. Mentality different. How strong do you think Charles is? I think he's damn strong. He's a lot stronger than people realize, especially in the legs. Just yeah. like Islam is much stronger in his lower body than people realize yeah. Ooh, when yeah. they, you know, when when you get that feel and they grab hold and they squeeze, you go, God damn. Well, I think Charles is, he's got that in him and you can see it in certain aspects of what he does. You see it when he gets the body triangle, when he gets any, <sighs> Brian Ortega said it very well that, you know, when he grabbed the neck of Volkanovsky, he knew. I'm going to be champion. And then Volkanovski didn't do what Brian expected him to do, which was tap. And then Brian did not do the things that he needed to do to adjust that hold to make it work because it was there. Mm -hmm. But you've got, it's all the little elements. And you know this, little things make big differences. 
And right now, when you watch Charles Oliveira, when he gets the neck, he does everything right. He doesn't sit there and all of a sudden start squeezing before he has it the right way. He doesn't waste he doesn't waste energy. He doesn't waste that time. That shows me how smart he is now as a fighter. Everything he's doing is showing a high fight IQ. It is showing confidence. It is showing heart. He is showing balls. All of it. He's got it at this moment. Charles Oliveira believes in Charles Oliveira. That's a dangerous dude. But as DC said during the co- during the broadcast, I don't care what DC says. DC's oh, a fucking start. homer. Wow, he's a fucking homer. Wow. he's a dude. He's just like no, you. He, he made oh, he made up. I've got these a, letters he, AKA behind me, and no, that guy no. trained there. Homer. He <laughs> he was just stating a fact. Charles Oliveira has been dropped in every fight that he's just fought. Yeah. And, and Charles Oliveira won every one of those. He that did. shows something about him. It does. It does. Yeah, it I does. agree. It yeah. does. I understand that. But in this situation, right? I'd like it. All right. Well, when when's the shot that's going to be finally the one that puts him out? Well, it could happen. Know that's, yeah, you never it know when that's going to happen. It could happen. It could. And the downfall of Dagestan could also happen. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> Someone's a little salty over there. I, I don't got, think yeah, so, buddy. Yeah, I got I got to I got to hold up one half of this fight you're holding on to one i gotta go with the other <laughs> yeah between now and then in october oh, it's gonna get is, ugly it's gonna get nasty in here. <laughs> it's gonna get nasty in here fucking it's gonna Dude, get nasty i love it, it. really it's, it's really gonna come down to it's gonna come down to me smashing big john like i always do oh, Islam being is. correct islam okay. being islam winning, winning me that steak dinner again I'm loving uh. that. I'm loving that. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyways. All right. Well, hey, that's gonna wrap up our show for today. And uh, go to WayneAndPodcast.com. Pick up some of our merch. We got plenty of shirts, sweaters, hoodies, all of these things available. Sweatshirts, all of these things available uh, for you. We've got the also the five rounds main event shirt is out. We have another one that's coming out as well. It's a little play with like the Homer Simpson thing, but it's uh, pretty cool. And we've also got a hashtag and still, and then hindsight is 50-50. Got our OG logo and our and our new current logo as well. And then there's a bunch of other shirts that are available on there. Home Improvement, Terminator. We've got different types of logos that are up there. So check it all out at wayneandpodcast.com. Pick up some of the merch and retweet, repost, or whatever. We'll do that for you as well. Thank you guys for continuing to support us and our show and our podcast. Please share our show to everyone that you guys know that likes MMA and have them hit the subscribe button. Thank you. John, take us away. Sounds good to me. I hope you had fun watching the fights like we did. We hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you.